We're flying high with the wings and talking all things lacrosse. You're now listening to the Outside the Box podcast right here on Underground Sports Philadelphia. What's going on, everybody? We are back. Herm is back home from Albany, and it's another edition of the Outside the Box podcast right here on Underground Sports Philadelphia. Kyle Bennett, OTB Herm in the building. Dude, Albany looked like a blast, but before we get to it, make sure you are following us on Twitter at OTB Laxpod, at Underground PHI, at OTB Herm. He's five followers away from 200. Get the man there. And uh, be sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, leave those five-star ratings and reviews, and follow us on Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts, and subscribe to Herm's YouTube channel. But welcome home, and uh, how was was Albany, man? Albany was the greatest weekend of my life. I missed you, man. I'm going to just come out and say it. I missed you all weekend. It was tough without you. However, I felt right at home with every single person that welcomed me in like a family member. Um, I mean, from the first moment that I got there and I walked over to a tailgate where I was welcomed with open arms by Allie and everybody in company, including... Avid listener to the pod. Avid listener. She was on my vlog over the weekend. And then uh, with everybody who was with them, including a lot of you Albany players, or former players, now PLL players, parents, who were also Shout out to Mr. Fields. Shout out Mr. Fields, Mr. Reardon, Mr. Ray. Um, If I'm forgetting anyone, I feel bad. The McClancy family. The McClancy family. Everyone. I mean, everybody who was out there was just great people. Um, They kept reminding me that it's a family atmosphere there, and they could not be more right. I mean... I am an avid listener of jam band music, some might say, (laughs) and one of my favorite things to do is to go where I feel comfortable with a family-like atmosphere and listen to this type of music, and that is similar to the atmosphere that we had here in Albany this weekend, and honestly, it it was so amazing. I never want to put one stop above the other because they're all unique and beautiful in their own way, but Albany is a stop that I will never be able to forget. I will forever go make that stop every time that the PLL takes the tour to Albany. And, I mean, I'm... Up there with Homewood? Homewood is a different animal. That was your first weekend. Right. So, Homewood was great. It was another sellout. The fans obviously showed out. It was a different different type of energy Mm -hmm. it was very fun it was great there was ten thousand people around me you got to meet a ton of people it was full it was jam-packed it was awesome albany these people were tailgating for hours before they were cooking food they were offering food everybody there was willing to help you further your whatever endeavor you were on whether for me it was meeting people giving out stickers making content doing whatever i have to do but 
for other people who were just trying to have a good time. They were inviting anybody into their tailgate, giving them food, giving them water, providing them with drinks of various flavors, if you know what I'm saying. Adult drinks. And honestly, there's nothing more beautiful in this world than just getting... In a world where we deal with so much hate and unease and just a lot of Nonsense. nonsense anymore, you, Albany... And the fans and the crowds of this weekend kind of just brought me back down to earth and reminded me that there really are some amazing, beautiful people out there. And that is that is something that, honestly, for me, will last. It's a lasting memory that I will never forget. Now, I mean, we talked about after Homewood where we both thought that could be a potential championship and or playoff spot in years to come. Would you say the same for Albany? I would. Um the only thing that would be a drawback to Albany is it, it's a smaller venue mm-hmm. for future years, so it only holds about 7,000 people, which, I mean, granted, for this year would be a amazing spot, yeah. but I think in three, five years down the road or so, they would have to move it maybe somewhere a little bit larger in mm-hmm. the area. However, I mean, if you do it in upstate New York within one hour of Albany, you're going to still get yeah. the same fan base, and they're going to show out. I mean, guys, the chaos game... Home field advantage would be an understatement for talking about that. I mean, with every single play that happened, the chaos were getting cheered for. The Atlas weren't necessarily getting booed for, but they definitely weren't getting praised. But at the same time, these fans for the rest of the weekend were just lacrosse fans. Mm-hmm. They wanted to see unreal games no matter who was playing you could hear it on the broadcast oh dude it it was an energy like i'm getting goosebumps just talking about it right now it was something that if you in the future of the pll have not considered going to albany for a game whether it's college or or professional lacrosse because they were telling me they pull the same crowds for Mm -hmm. you albany games and they announced their syracuse game at the casey state field on april 3rd so it's like these people love their lacrosse it is an energy that just like soars throughout the crowd, and it's it's just a beautiful place to be. And honestly, I've been a Syracuse lacrosse fan my whole life. I just always grew up praising it, the program, and ever whatever. But the University of Albany really brought me in like a family member this weekend, and that is something that I will forever remember, especially when I'm cheering maybe against them again <laughs> when they're playing Syracuse. But it was amazing, man. I mean, now that I'm back home, I'm kind of settling into it, but I'm ready to talk these games because I'm, I st- I'm still energized from all of them. They were all great games. It was an unreal weekend of lacrosse outside of the atmosphere, and I mean, I'm just excited going into the championship series, I guess, we got going yeah, on now. That is dope, and you bring up Syracuse lacrosse. Uh, perfect segue into announcing our guest for our uh, kind of bi week blues previewing the playoff show jojo marasco from redwoods and former syracuse lacrosse uh now alum will be coming on the show this week yep very so excited you to guys are gonna definitely want to listen to that one because jojo's a awesome dude i mean he's so down to earth he's gonna be a great podcast guest i already know it and um he just got a game ball yesterday yeah, so i mean he this is a guy that we actually said a couple weeks ago we were we weren't questioning whether he should be on the roster, we but we were just curious. Why he was in the lineup over some guys, and right. he proved it. This and weekend. you know what? He went off this weekend. He showed us all of his talents and traits, and uh, we're going to get to hear those uh, opinions of on what he had to say about it, or any of the above. So and we'll have that for you guys in your sub boxes on whatever podcast platform 
on Friday morning, as we always do. Uh, but you brought up Chaos, the Chouse, and Atlas game. You couldn't have scripted this game any better. Like you said, the home field advantage was there. You had a purple sky throughout the entire game. I know. And the only thing that just didn't come to fruition was Chaos getting a W because Atlas pulled their end of the bargain for what they had to do this weekend. They got a win 12-9, uh, but our boy Troy Ray joined the bomb squad on a sick shot. I cheered for the first time in a press box. <laughs> so all summer long, I've obviously been to most stops. I, I stay pretty silent in the press box. I will only like cheer or do something if it's a either pretty not crowded press box or someone else in the press box feels the same way I do, which it's, it happens. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's just kind of like a it's, human unri- it's an unwritten rule type thing. However, this was a very quiet press box, and when Troy scored, I did one of the, my little woo uh, really quickly, and um, no. Oh, dude, I mean, Troy is one of the most down-to-earth human beings on the face of the earth. I obviously ran a whole com- campaign to try and get him in the All-Star game, and he just, week by week by week, proves why he should be should have been in the All-Star game and is an All-Star in the future because he's so damn talented. And then hitting us with that two-bomb, and then trading jerseys with Paul Rabel after the game, which was just as cool. I mean, it was so awesome to be able to experience that moment in real life because you saw the pure joy that he had he was like a kid scoring his first ever goal when you're first picking up a stick and whatever age you are and i mean it was just it was awesome man the crowd absolutely erupted i mean all the people at the tailgate were telling me that they really appreciated not to like self-plug here but they really loved the troy ray all-star video because they've been watching it now for five years five six years that troy has just kind of been overlooked in a certain Mm -hmm. way and he deserves so much more credit than he's ever gotten in the past but i think that it's troy's time man i think people are starting to hop on the on the uh ray train and ray brigade the i've been calling him sugar ray oh that's good like the band that is good (laughs) um yeah, I was I was trying to come up with a funny, uh, punny tweet about Damn, Sugar Ray, good. but um, it'll come out eventually. It'll get there. Yeah, I mean, I just I, there's the wording issue, you know. I'm creative, so I'll come up with something. However, yeah, I mean, it was awesome to be there for that two bomb. Um, no Jared Newman two bombs this week. He did set up Troy's shot though. He did, but he did try a two bomb from what I would consider to be like a four point shot. <laughs> he was a solid twenty feet outside of the two point line. Jared just sets new boundaries Dude, for everything. Jared, and he almost scored. I mean, it was a it was a tough save Cannon had to make. <laughs> so that was sick. Kyle um, McClancy gets his first goal of the year. Yep, McClancy which is looked awesome. Great out there. He looked so comfortable. I mean, to see him do it. At the Casey, I mean, that was awesome. I mean, all the U Albany guys were out there with, a, I wouldn't want to call it a chip on their shoulder, but a certain energy we haven't seen from them all season long. That was awesome. And I mean, we had a. Uh, it, it was probably the first time all season I've actually been upset about a loss because I really wanted mm-hmm. the chaos to be able to pull that one off at home. But we did get like an Emmy nominated type uh, sound bite from Trevor, Trevor Baptiste. Yep. Uh, here's what Trevor did when he was mic'd up. He's got a lot of weight, so it's it's uh both ways. It's hard to push us off. I gotta go. I gotta go, Brendan. We're gonna stick with him here on this face-off. Well, he made quick work of him that time. <laughs> what do you want, boy? Uh, job. Hey, hey, they're coming late off of him. Yeah. 
You really did have to go somewhere, huh? Yeah. What was the difference on that one between the other ones? That's speed, boy. You you can't write that any better. You know, he no. goes out there, he's mic'd up, and he's like, I gotta go, man, I gotta go. And then he just flat <laughs> out just rips one. And, of course, on brand, speed. Speed, boy, that's speed. <laughs> uh, I was waiting for him to just pull out his sunglasses and if pop he, them on. If he would have pulled out sunglasses, that would have been too Tell funny. me you saw that the was... picture, though, of John Paul with the sunglasses. Oh, I did. Amazing. Oh, yes. Absolutely amazing. Like, Co- that's a total mood-type picture. I feel like Coach Paul has opened up... Uh, blossomed like a flower this year immensely immensely all season long he's getting more comfortable with all of his guys i loved the way that the atlas sent their goalies out onto the field this weekend they were hyping them up they were ready to go i mean the atlas knew what they had to come out Mm -hmm. and try and do they understood the circumstances they understood that they had to beat um they had to beat chaos there was Mm -hmm. no other option and then redwoods i mean we'll talk about it in a minute but yeah. like they the atlas set themselves up in every way they shaped they did with every way they do. could after the start that they had right so like they had to win and they did just that and then uh you know day two comes around my redwoods going into a must-win situation had to win by seven to uh secure a playoff spot yep. going up against chrome did not look good early on no and then the brawl breaks out with uh brett queener just Oh, the, going full AI step over yeah. over Jules Henningberg, breaking his his stick, and Jules ends up with a concussion, out for the rest of the game, which is a huge blow to this Redwoods offense because he's what makes them go. He is the catalyst for this offense, and uh, it was that was just insane in itself. That the brawl was insane. I unfortunately I missed it at the time. Mm-hmm. I had to take a pee pee break, and. Um, <laughs> Saw Alex on the broadcast behind saw, Brett Queener, who looked like okay. He looked like anger from uh, so, Inside Out. You know what actually made me want to take that PP break was Brett Queener had just ran up the field trying to score a goal, mm-hmm. and he didn't. So I was like, okay, we won't see that for a couple more minutes. Let me go now. Next thing I know, I'm coming back, and they're like, dude, Brett Queener just knocked Jules Henningberg out, and I'm like, oh, what do you mean? <laughs> like, like what happened? Like. He's like, oh, they were fighting. I'm like, like, like fist fighting, just flat out. <laughs> and I mean, yeah, Absurd. I watched, I watched the recap. I, I, I don't. Okay, I will never advocate a cheap shot to the head. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is yeah, something that brutal. I can. That's something I can never stand behind. However, there was obviously a lot of tensions flaring. Um, that fight had to happen. I think that something had to happen. I think Brett Queener also kind of wanted to do something in front of the home crowd that he'd yeah. be remembered for, and he certainly did not. I feel disappoint. like he was just kind of trying to. Fires team up. Fires team up and kind of just shows some people up on that Albany field because he hasn't been there since 2008 to right. play a game. He said when he played there, and I really I haven't looked back too much on Albany athletics, but when he played there, there weren't stands for mm-hmm. their games. Like People didn't know much about lacrosse. So, I mean, to be able to come out and do this again at home is just Especially so cool. when the game was so close. Oh, I know. I think he was just trying to swing some momentum in Chrome's favor to yep. play spoiler. And he got the first ever eight-minute penalty. Yes, that was <laughs> insane. That was absurd. Um, Sergio Perkovic also oh, yeah. involved in that. Um, I, I'm excited for this. Uh, by the way, people, Alex McIntyre coming on the podcast at the end of the yes. week to describe to you guys what was actually yes. happening on the sidelines. Now, I've heard this story. You guys are going to need to listen in again at the end of the week for the story of what was being said on the sidelines because it was probably better than anything PLL Mike will ever put out into the universe. It was amazing. 
she'll be able to explain it better than I can. However, tune back in Friday for that one. But tempers flare, man, and that's what happens in lacrosse. Yes, he shouldn't have checked his head. He should have probably just Went dropped the stick and maybe just... fought him and something along those lines. Don't not advocating for fighting. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. But if you're going to do it in an appropriate way, right? And I mean, dude. It's been like six weeks since we saw any kind of skirmish like that, mm-hmm. so I'm totally all right with it. I mean, I think it's important. These guys are at the, competing at the highest level. They're yeah. professional athletes. That's what happens, you know? I mean, nobody wants to go out there and lose or get beat around, you mm-hmm. know? So, I mean, they're going to show it that way. They're men. Now, I did Real talk man. To, I talked to Jules after the game, and, uh, you know, just to see how he was, friend of the pod, obviously, and um, he said he's feeling fine, doesn't think this concussion's going to linger. Uh, too long, and he's already feeling much better than he did when it happened. So he's definitely going to be out there uh, in Columbus with Redwoods for their first playoff game. So that's a good thing to hear too, is that he's going to be perfectly okay. Certainly, and CT is nothing to joke about. Right. Or, I mean, it's tough. It's a tough topic, obviously. I mean, especially in the same week that we see a guy like uh, Andrew Luck just retire retire from a sport where concussion just, issues is literally something that you deal with on a daily basis and... exactly so for Jules I hope he takes all the precautions he has to but it'll be awesome to see him out there in Columbus because I mean it's going to be a huge week for the Redwoods and they I have was, to get that win I was very happy to see the league take that precaution as well right. and, and didn't I just think, let him go back out there and... I think it's one of the first times all season we've seen a concussion yeah, precaution if not the first right so I mean it's that important that see. they let them right that you have have to be able to make that call otherwise i mean it would just be immature and really putting someone who's still got such a long career mm-hmm. ahead of them in danger at it would such be early stage yeah um so that was good to speaking see speaking of redwoods doctors and health and yes. redwoods i think it's good important call. to talk about well first of all congrats to our boy jojo on getting that game ball it was also mm-hmm. seen in the same video i'm about to talk about shout out to our but, boys from redwoods but Jules. Right now, Jojo eventually going to be on the pod. Right, Greg, and of course Nat Saint Laurent for clinching that playoff spot. Yep, everyone who's been on the podcast. However, Nat gave one of the most heartwarming speeches I've ever ever heard. I actually broke down and cried watching it. Um, Dr. Catherine Logan. Dr. Catherine Logan, a team doctor with the Redwoods, was recently diagnosed with cancer, and it's something you never want to hear about for anyone. However, from what I gather, she's one of the most badass women on the face of the earth and has absolutely done an unreal job with every single player she takes care of, whether it be with the PLL or outside of it. And um, cancer sucks, man. So um, go kick its ass. And we can't wait to keep seeing you on the sidelines. I mean, we haven't had a conversation or anything, but I know we stand by each other all the time after games while you guys clean up your spaces and I go vlog with people. So... um, (laughs) Yeah, it's not. It's nothing to joke about. Cancer's shitty, but um, she's gonna kick. She's gonna kick ass. cancer's ass just like the Redwoods did this weekend. No offense to Chrome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, let's kick Chrome... it back to that second half because halftime it seemed pretty even for the most part until buzzer beater Matt Cavanaugh just rips one from the two point beyond. Line. It, it wasn't even a rip. It was kind of a change desperation up. shot. It, yeah, I think he just kind of threw it on net. It was it. Threw five seconds off. left. It threw me off too because it wasn't really a hard shot mm-hmm. at all. I mean, I I watched it the he entire got, way into the net. He gets fed the ball and he and said it, rips it. He said it on the sideline before the uh, second half started. He was kind of shocked that whoever it was, it might have been Ryder who passed it to him. I forget who it uh-huh. was. Um, 
even pass it to him with just so little time right. left on the clock because he wasn't yeah, he sure looked a little surprised. if he was going to be able to have enough time to get one off. And mm-hmm. desperation shot, boom, two-pointer. That swung the entire momentum in Redwood's favor. Oh, yeah, dude. You should have seen them running off the field. I didn't even know. I couldn't tell if the time had expired or, like, I didn't know the exact rule mm-hmm. at the time whether he the goal would even count. Yeah, it was However, absurd. It was absurd, complete momentum swing. And then, I mean, Redwoods comes back out and goes on an 11-goal run, which is something that is just unheard of in this yeah. league, especially against a team like the Chrome, who have guys like Gutty up and Jordan Wolf up front. Mm-hmm. Who Jordan Wolf, uh, we haven't, we, I'm going back now to the first quarter, scored one of the most badass goals I've seen all season, uses his pure speed to work around the Little Redwoods defense Baptiste. and just work into the crease and beat. Um, Jimmy Troutner, who also had one hell, hell of, of a game, game. Uh, my favorite goalie in the league for a reason, um, and oh, we also didn't talk about Jack and Cannon. Uh, Unbelievable game. Let's um here. Let's just break bra- this a new segment called um, Walls of Bricks, and um, I'm going to talk about <laughs> Timmy Troutner and Jack and Cannon for a second. These two dudes literally won games for their teams yep. this weekend. Um, Jack and Cannon, I think, had 13 saves on four goals yeah. going into the half and then jack was like having an out-of-body experience jack i mean it was <laughs> absurd he and it wasn't just like basic saves yeah. he was he was standing on, on his head he was literally standing on his head timmy troutner did the same, same exact thing. thing so um that's the first ever segment of um, what did i call it brick walls brick, brick walls bricks walls um brought to you by herm and um back to the action Jordan Wolf scored an insane goal where he beat all the defenders with his speed and dove into the crease, and it was unreal. One of the most athletic goals I'll see all season, um, and that was awesome. Back to the third quarter. Uh, talking about who my now front runner for rookie of the year is, Ryder Garnsey. Yeah, unbelievable game. Like Jules goes out, and we all know that Jules is kind of the the thing that gets that offense going. Ryder steps into that role. And they don't miss a beat. And he just flat out stepped his game up to a new level that we haven't seen from him all year. And puts Redwoods kind of on his back. I mean, we With kind guys of... that are injured, like Matt Cavanaugh, who wasn't even sure if he was going to play coming into this game. Mm-hmm. Jules going out. And this team just being banged up. Ryder Garnsey was like, yo, get on my back. We're going to the playoffs. Like, yo, get in. We're going playoff hunting. He showed off that stanky leg, if you know what I'm saying. He found his swag. He found the player that he was in high school and college. He was playing and with. He displayed with all the confidence unreal in the world. Swagger. Unreal confidence, and the that's, wrist flicks he was throwing out there. I mean, dude, the the stuff that he's going to do in the future of this league is just absurd to me. Because I was, I was very think about impressed. it this way. He was in college three months ago. Yeah, I was thoroughly impressed by just how he stepped up and was able to carry Redwoods yesterday to an unbelievable turnaround and just a huge win to put up 18 goals one week after they only score four as a team. They they put on an absolute show. They did what they had to do. Had had to win by seven goals, win by 11. And they're going to the playoffs now and mostly in part due to Ryder Garnsey's performance. So baller performance from, from the rookie. Yeah, baller. I mean... Dude, I mean, when Kyle Harrison gives him another shout on Twitter, I, I can only imagine how he feels. Plus, also, side note, Ryder Garnsey, I think that he actually did so well because he's a big Red Sox fan. 
And he's also a big fan of my sister. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, I mean that's kind of creepy, man. I wouldn't be bit. tweeting stuff like <laughs> about little, your sister. Little weird. Um, I mean, Ryder, if you, if you want my sister's autograph, I think like, I, I can... think you mean skateboarding, dude. It actually stands for South Bend. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, for Notre oh. Dame. But <laughs> I mean, if you oh, want, if you okay, want Sarah's autograph, like just let me know, dude. Like you can come on the podcast and. I can get you my sister's autograph. It's not that hard. Um. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. He's a big Red Sox fan, and I <laughs> tweeted at him, and he he favored it. So I'm um, I'm gonna go ahead and accept that we are best friends now. Fair enough. You guys and both like doing the stanky legs. So. We both love doing a stanky leg. We both love the Boston Red Sox. We both listen to a podcast about the Red Sox that I'm not gonna mention. Um. Yeah. We're we're basically best friends. I mean, we do karate in the garage. Build. <laughs> bunk beds um you know the catalina wine mixer so is coming up in a couple weeks you and Ryder garnsey are will manny and marcus holman no 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 no. they sleep in actual bunk beds we make our bunk beds <laughs> they're like in dorm room bunk beds we are in homemade bunk beds fair enough um but i mean redwoods goes on clinches their playoff spot and then just kind of has to sit and wait to see who their opponent's going to be in the in the final game of the regular season between Whip Snakes and Archers. If Archers wins, Redwoods plays against Archers. If Whip Snakes win, they're playing Atlas. And Archers went out there and took care of business. They're going to the playoffs. Atlas now playing for the number one pick in the draft against Chrome. And uh, we talked about this before we started recording. It just kind of looked like Whip Snakes was just like, we already have a one or two seed locked up. Let's just go out there and. I think that was a fourth quarter thing. I think the first half they played them pretty tough. Mm-hmm. They wanted the win. Matt Rambo absolutely just put the team on his back in the first quarter. I mean, it was a low-scoring game to start off. And then Chef had two goals, pretty nice goals, honestly, snipes. And then at the end of the third quarter, so I would say that the Whip Snakes let off the gas pedal a little. Now, it's not to degrade the Archers in any way, shape, right. or form. I think that they were just kind of taking precautionary measures, doing what they had to do, making making the wheels turn, but not exactly at the fastest speed. And, I mean, you leave an offense with Will Manny, Tom Schreiber, and Marcus Holman up front, and Joey Sankey. You're you're, you're gonna lose if you Marcus take, Holman was if you take the on gas fire. Off at the, all. the goal he scored between Burnlord's jump, yep. in between his legs was, was one of absurd. the filthiest goals I've seen all season. Uh, Matt Rambo was on another level of shit talking in this game too. Oh yeah, he was going. Well, he was chirping the refs, which is actually a good side. Chirping topic the for refs, us today. he was chirping. Uh, who was it? His his epic teammate from from Archers. I'm blanking on who it is. Matt oh, McMahon. Matt McMahon. Yeah, he was chirping with him. Oh, Matt McMahon uh, has become one of my favorite players in the league. Though he is so damn talented, dude. If you haven't already, make sure you just go watch that man. If you're at an Archers game, because he is going to teach. If you're a kid, especially a young up-and-coming wannabe long pole guyer go watch matt mcmahon play he is athletic he's fun to watch and he does it so well and rambo was flat out telling his huddle that archers was beyond afraid of mike chan and chuck <laughs> with good <laughs> okay. reason chaney also ripped a two bomb that two on him bomb, i tweeted this and chaney favored it after because he knows what's up that man has a family, Mike Chan and Chuck. Like, yeah. good lord, that shot was absurd. Dude, Chani's dirty from two, and that was a pressured two bomb too. It wasn't yeah. even like he had space. Uh, that was aw- it was awesome, uh, right in front of me, honestly. And um, the Whip Snakes' offense didn't look bad. I just, no. I just think that we kind of 
let off the gas, like I said, in the fourth quarter. I mean, it's kind of one of those if, things where you just wanted to get away. You were already kind of there, and right. And but which was interesting to me when a lot of the guys kind of walked off the uh, field with their heads down after the game. Um, a lot of guys who you usually see signing autographs even after a loss, which makes me kind of question whether we actually wanted to let off the gas pedal or like what was actually being said mm-hmm. and done. But um, it gave me an excellent opportunity to interview the one and only Tommy Schreiber. So I was kind of all right with it. Confirmed Dirty Sanchez guy. So um, I'm going to explain this one now because nobody... Thinks it needs a little bit of experience. Because nobody probably understood the vlog at all where I asked Tom Schreiber what his favorite Hoagie Haven order is. So first things first, Hoagie Haven is a sub shop in Princeton, New Jersey, the alma mater, obviously, of Tom Schreiber. Um, it, however, it's not just any sub shop it is a place where you go at three in the morning when you want a cheesesteak with mozzarella sticks french fries chicken nuggets and cheesesteak on it and so this is the type of food the place serves you can get a grilled cheese with chicken nuggets french fries and whatever else you want on it you can literally get probably anything that can be fried or so it's like a philly cheesesteak spot meets permani brothers in pittsburgh right so you can get a regular Philly cheesesteak, but you can also get one that has a Philly cheesesteak with like eggs and bacon on mm-hmm. it. So, I mean, you come up with your order. And now, so the order that Tom likes is the Dirty Sanchez, which is a. Okay, so the first things on it is this sauce that is just unreal. It's like a spicy ranch, like creamy, spicy. I don't really know how to explain it. It's a secret sauce. They will never divulge the secret to you. However, it is absolutely freaking delicious so the uh, sandwich he's getting it has fries chicken nuggets mott sticks provolone and bacon on it it is to die for absolutely unreal and um i go with the fat lady however which is the first one i described the cheesesteak with the mozzarella sticks french fries and chicken nuggets on it however i get sanchez sauce on it from the tom sandwich and I mean, obviously, you know, Princeton kids doing Princeton things. I went to high school up there, um, boarding school kid. And um, I spent many, many hours and still do at the one and only Hoagie Haven. So um, not a sponsor. However, if you want a sponsor, I will always very graciously take a free fat lady. But that is Tom Schreiber explained. Beyond that, he said the electric, uh, the electric electricity. Yeah, let's go with electricity. Was wild on the field. He enjoyed every moment of it. And he, Tom Schreiber, I mean, he had that two bomb. He had a couple goals down close. I mean, does what he does every week. He's Captain America for a reason. He's one of the best players to ever play the game for a reason. And he's one of the nicest guys I've ever met in the world for a reason. So it was a great game, great weekend. Got a lot of cool interviews, met a lot of cool people. And um, if I met you, thank you for just enjoying during your trust in me i guess is the word i'm looking for <laughs> now i know we said on the last pod that we both don't agree that the pll is rigged right but it does seem... i find it pretty hilarious that whip snakes kind of mailed it in so that atlas didn't make the playoffs that hopkins maryland rivalry strikes again yeah uh oh you think that's what they did they lost on purpose just to befuddle the guys from Hopkins again as Trevor Baptiste is kind of like pacing on the sidelines talking to Matt Rambo before he goes out on the field and um I I thought you know that just came across my mind like 
I wonder if Whipsnake kind of just mailed it in so that Atlas wouldn't make the playoffs. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the old Hopkins rivalry that just never ends, right? It never ends. That would be that would be kind of funny if that's the route that they took, but I don't I don't think that. I don't be. think that's it a is, little immature for this but league. It's, but it's fun to uh, presume, speculate, and think about. Yep. Um, we do have the the championship bracket panned out. We're going to go more into depth on this later Thursday, on this week, Friday, but. Friday. The bracket is set. Uh, Chaos will take on Whip Snakes, as we've known for a couple weeks now, yep. uh, in the 1v2. And then it'll be Archers versus Redwoods in uh, matchup number two that will take place on September 6th at 7 p.m. in Columbus. Uh, winner of that moves on to the chance to get to the championship game. Loser moves into the loser's bracket and will take on the winner of Chrome and Atlas for the chance at the number one pick. It's going to be a lot of fun in Columbus. Dude, I am so excited. My flight gets in that day at 3.30. I get right off, and I come right to the stadium. I mean, that's the ideal weekend for me. And I'll then, be getting there around 4 o'clock because I'm yeah. driving up. Uh, I have some friends and, uh, you know, just people that I essentially consider family. Hopefully I can... That live in Columbus. Uh, hopefully and, the uh, crowd's just as fun as it was here in Albany, though, because... I mean, guys, I just love these PLL weekends, especially when they're this fun. So, I mean, if you are in the Columbus area, I will always be giving to come out. I will always be giving out stickers. I gave out so many stickers this weekend, just to anybody and everybody who asked for them. A lot of people knew that I had them on me, so gave out a lot of those bad boys met a lot of really cool people you know where i actually have been meeting the most people and just really getting to have great conversations is the hotel Hmm. whenever i walk in and out i usually have something on me that says pll or Mm -hmm. whatever and then i always have my camera with me so they obviously ask a lot of questions and find out more about myself i get to find out more about them and that's how i've built so many great just relationships and people i've gotten to get close with over the summer on this tour-based system so that's been pretty awesome but um if you want a sticker and you live in the general Columbus vicinity, come say what's up to your boy because um, I'll give you a sticker if you want to be on the vlog. Just ask, and uh, it's going to be a hoot, guys. I mean, these championships, don't expect anything less from the Chaos game, Chaos Whip Snakes game than you will from the Chrome Art Atlas game because they're both going to be high pressure, very intense. I mean, two, everybody's playing for something this week. And, and Archers Redwoods going at each other for a chance to win, essentially, the season series. Yep, because they're Because each tied. team has one win against each other. They play each other extremely close both games. And uh, that game's going to be a lot of fun. But if you are not already, follow us on Twitter. Because of our connections in Columbus, we are planning something to possibly go down. Don't hold us to it, but we are working on it. And if it does go through... It will be tweeted out immediately from OTB Laxpod on Twitter. So make sure you're following us there. Follow us on Instagram as well. Same thing. We'll put it up on our Instagram story. And as a post, it could be a lot of fun if we get this to go through. Let's just say you guys could meet me. That should be (laughs) enough to get you there. So if you are in the Columbus area, please, please, please come out because we have something potentially in the works. Um, but like we said, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at OTB Laxpod. Follow Herm. He's five followers away from 200 at OTB Herm. And uh, subscribe to his YouTube channel. And then subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Leave those five-star ratings and reviews. Let us know who you think is going to win this Columbus weekend and the championship. Or just whatever you want to leave as your five-star review. But make sure it's five stars because we have standards and we know you do too. 
Upgrade your phone if you haven't already as well. But if you haven't, we're on Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Wherever you get your podcasts, you can find us. Just search Underground Sports Philadelphia and follow the network at Underground PHI on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, we'll catch you guys later this week with JoJo. It's going to be a lot of fun. JoJo's the man. And uh, he's going to join the the pantheon of hashtag our guys of the inaugural season of the PLL. It's been been an unreal summer. We've gotten so many awesome guests on the podcast. Every week we're getting someone new or at least building a new connection. And, I mean, honestly, this all can't be done without you guys. And the listeners who support us, who give us the encouragement to do all of this each and every week. The, those of you who come back for every single episode, those of you who reminded me this weekend of how much I love doing what I'm doing because you guys listen to every episode, it, it truly means the world to us. I mean, it, it really is something that we are now devoting our lives to. And mm-hmm. um, because of that, thank you. And we want to yes. repay you by getting to meet Herm. <laughs> uh, once again, shout out to all the peeps in Albany, especially uh, you know the Albany alum parents that... Gave Herm a nice little tailgate home this weekend, and we know you guys listen to the pod as well, and it's really appreciated. So thank you again for the hospitality, and we'll catch you guys later this week and in Columbus in one week from this, and uh, we'll see you guys soon. So until then, it's been another edition of the Outside the Box podcast right here on Underground Sports Philadelphia. For Herm, I'm Kyle. We are signing off. Peace.